Welcome, Roaring Fork Valley and beyond, to another episode of My Own Two Hands. I'm your host, Adrian Victor Fielder, and I'm in the studio today with a very special guest, Dr. Kevin Hilmer Pegram of Colorado Mountain College. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Kevin, you are, among many other things, a co-founder of this show with me and Adele Kraft a few years ago. It's great to have you back in the studio. And in fact, it was your brilliant idea to name our show after Ben Harper's beautiful song. Well, Ben Harper gets the credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are just channeling greatness here, so... Um, so thank you so much for joining us today. This is actually the middle of Katie and Kay's membership drive. So it's perfect timing for you to be here live in the studio with us. Um, Katie and Kay has been serving the earwaves of Carbondale, the Roan Fork Valley and beyond for 40 years. And that is only due to our listener membership. This is community access radio. And so um, if you all out there listening uh, have not done so yet, become a member of KDNK or renew your membership. Or if you're a sustaining member, which means that um, you give us membership money each month, um, consider upping it because this, this station does take money to run. And uh, the, the professionals that we bring you uh, year round um, are here, as well as most of our volunteer DJs um, of their own volition. But um, if you haven't done so yet, go to katieandk.org and click donate to become a member. Thank you. So Kevin, um, I think this is number two uh, for you as a guest on this show. Um, so, but in case our there, we got listeners out there who didn't hear the first one, could you tell us a little bit about your your background um, as an academic, as a sustainability professional? Uh, sure, I'd love to. And I just want to say I'm grateful for KDNK that it's here. And so it's always an honor to come and sit in the studio. And it's inspiring and exciting. So really glad to be joining you. Uh, but yes, you know, I'm one of those uh, sustainability people who took the academic pathway. And uh, that was, you know, I was born and raised in the liberal arts and got a degree in religious studies. Um, but then, you know, honestly, I got tired of uh, being poor. <laughs> <laughs> I, my eyes opened to the economic realities of our culture, and I knew knew I needed a uh, retirement fund and, you know, to be able mm. to buy a house and all these different things that I thought were so important. So I uh, went back to school and uh, got a master's degree in geography, looking at the human dimensions of climate change, and then uh, was all in at that point, so pushed on through to the Ph.D., where I got to spend six years in Fairbanks, Alaska, um, doing a resilience and adaptation interdisciplinary program. Got to work with some indigenous communities, um, which was just eye-opening. And, uh, you know, the thing I learned from, from working with indigenous people is really about um, community resilience and the way that uh, people can undergo some, some really hard things. Um, and if they, 
if they keep their values alive, then they can um, bounce back and, and survive mm-hmm. and thrive uh, regardless of what happens. So like a spiritual resiliency. Yep, spiritual, social, mm. and then tied into the, the other stuff too. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. <laughs> but you came to um, Colorado Mountain College for uh, a professorship in sustainability studies, and uh, what have you been up to since then? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think in a, in a way Colorado Mountain College saved my life, or at least it felt like that at the time. I've been on the job market for three years. I had a young family and had no idea what I was going to do long term or, you know, if all my work was ever going to pay off. And then I got I got a call from Colorado Mountain College and they actually called me on the phone and asked me to come interview. And so um, I did and it it worked out. And um, it's been this is year seven now. So starting to feel like I have a sense of what's going on a little bit. Um, Yeah, I got to spend. uh, Well, I came in to, to be a professor of sustainability studies and then um, was chair of that program for three years uh, during the pandemic and uh, managed to keep it moving in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> and now I was, I was glad to hand the chairpersonship over to um, my colleague, Kim Langmaid, who's also the mayor of Vail. And, uh, you know, she has a lifetime of executive leadership experience, so she's doing an amazing work there. And um, I was able to go on sabbatical for this semester Um, So I'm taking a step back and just really doing a deep look into the curriculum that we teach in that program and making sure it's achieving its maximum potential in terms of serving the students and serving our communities. Oh, great. Well, we've been so lucky to have you. I'm really grateful to know you as a colleague and as a friend and a teacher. In fact, I I took your class two years ago, as I recall. (laughs) yeah, so um, let, let's talk about CMC's big news. And we have this new strategic plan for the next seven years. It's going to guide our activities until 2030. And there's some pretty exciting sustainability news related to that that you're right in the thick of. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm really excited to, um, to report to the listeners that uh, CMC is walking its talk in terms of sustainability. And, you know, the highest le- level of CMC leadership um, has, has uh, thanked the sustainability faculty and administrators and the whole team of CMC people who are really active in that sustainability space. Uh, the president's thanked us for keeping her honest. You know, those were her own mm-hmm. words. So <laughs> I hope she doesn't mind me saying them um, in terms of being a sustainable, sustainable institution mm-hmm. of higher education. And um, the way that we're doing that is by adopting a external framework for measuring our sustainability mm-hmm. in our operations and our curriculum and our community engagement and in every aspect of the functioning of the college. And so that, that external framework is called ACI STARS. And um, it's basically the one that all the institutions of higher ed in North America and other parts of the world uh, use. And so we'll be joining in with all, you know, over 350 other institutes of higher ed uh, to to submit our transparent reporting on our sustainability. And then they do an external audit of that report and then give us a score. And so, you know, for the first time, we're going to receive our first score, hopefully uh, by sometime next spring. And that will kind of um, 
show us where we're really at in relationship to other institutes of higher ed um, in the state and beyond. And so what kind of metrics are involved with the ACE STARS system? Uh, well, that's right. Uh, one of the things that we need to do is um, make sure we're, we're explicit about how we're talking about sustainability and measuring it. So we do use these uh, metrics. And, um, you know, some of the highlights, there's, there's, there's literally uh, 69 unique metrics that we're collecting data on. And um, they span the gamut from the environmental to the social. And so there are things like uh, amount of greenhouse gas emitted you know, mm-hmm. annually, something that you've been central in. I, I know that one pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we owe Adrian a big thanks for doing that one. Um, and, you know, so we, I like to start with climate change because it's such a big deal. Uh, but then, you know, we measure our water, we measure our electricity, uh, we measure the amount of um, sustainability programs that we have that reach out of the college boundary into the community, so partnerships. Uh, we measure whether or not we're teaching every student at the college about sustainability, whether or not they're a sustainability major, you know, and are we, are we educating also our faculty and our staff Mm -hmm. about sustainability Mm -hmm. and and creating that culture of sustainability. Um, And then we, we get really, we get into the uh, social justice components. So um, do we, you know, what's the diversity of our student population? What's the diversity of our employees? What's the diversity of our board of trustees? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great examples there. (laughs) Yeah. So our our listeners may be more familiar with the term ESG or environmental social governance. This is a framework by which um, businesses, whether for profit or not, but mainly publicly traded corporations are able to report to their shareholders and the rest of the world on uh, just how sustainable they are. And it's not just about the environment. It is very much also about social justice and uh, treating one's workers right and all of that kind of thing that Kevin was just talking about. So CMC is doing essentially the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if if you're one of those uh, nerds about this stuff like me, um, ACHE stands for the Association for the Advancement of Sustainability in Higher Ed. And the STARS system framework that they created is? Sustainability Tracking and Rating and Reporting System. Yeah. And so it basically, yeah, I won't play coy. Um, I just scored my first stars point the other day. Um, I got a half point for um, reporting on the fact that CMC is now a gold uh, level member of the All In Voter Challenge. Oh, um, nice. Four years ago, we were silver, mm-hmm. and that ref- that reflects the the percentage of our student body that is registered to vote. Um, and we improved to gold in just four years, and that that earned us half a point in this rating system. All right, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 motivating. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I got there's, an issue star. <laughs> there's another one called the Campus Pride Index, uh, where you do the same thing in terms of LGBTQIA plus plus rights and all of that kind of thing as well. Uh, we haven't done that yet, but I, I know there's a lot of will and interest in that. So maybe that'll be an innovation credit we get in our second report. Nice. Yeah. And so much of of the work will come after we get our first score and see where our holes are. Yeah, totally. And then move on from there. 
Well, I really appreciated taking your class two years ago, and I appreciate too that you uh, asked me to fill in for you this this fall. It's been really um, gratifying to teach with Tina and to uh, to work with that group of students. It's it's pretty unusual for a college to ask its students to do the work of measuring its own strategic plan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now you know, uh, to put a caveat on that, it's not the entire strategic plan we're measuring. It's just the sustainability component, which is within, we have four commitments in our strat plan. There is care, there is integrity, there is innovation, and there is equity, last but not least. And I think that sustainability is, is couched in the care component. Care for our planet, care yeah. for our people. And it's interesting because a lot of our colleagues um, have a perception of sustainability as being more about environmentalism. They don't yet understand that uh, social equity is at the heart of sustainability. That's why we are reporting on it so extensively in the STARS report. Yes. Great. So that brings us to the question of your sabbatical. So um, the sustainability program, our Bachelor of Arts in Sustainability Studies, is undergoing uh, a review and, and a, a freshing up right now. And, and you're playing a unique part of that. So could you tell us about that? Um, yeah, I'd love to. And I think it's important for everyone to know that um, CMC takes its commitment to the community seriously. Um, and so this is the work I'm doing on my sabbatical is um, attempting to um, make sure that the sustainability studies program is doing all it can to, to serve its community. Um, and so what, what we're really doing now, um, this particular uh, degree, we started offering it in 2011. And so it's like 12 years it's been going and um, it's been doing a great job. I was, trying to estimate, and we've, we've had hundreds upon hundreds, maybe you know, th close thousands of graduates probably at this point, or maybe over a thousand. Um, so a lot of people are going through our program, and those people ideally are, are going into our communities and continuing to, to make a difference. Um, Ooh, a lot of them have been guests on this show, <laughs> and sometimes even hosts back when uh, the show is hosted by students. <laughs> so our loyal listeners will recognize many of these voices in their stories. Yeah, when we're unapologetic about going out and, and taking over the world for good, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> That's right. Of course, you can't take over, but you know what I mean, influencing yeah. the world for good. Yeah. Getting that our people in all the places and uh, spreading the good work. Yeah. So... Um, but we also want to be serious about making sure our students get a, a economic or a financial return on investment for their college dollars. Because even though CMC is one of the most affordable colleges in the United States, it's still expensive. And we want to make sure people can get jobs and um, stay in our communities and uh, provide for their families. And so um, what I'm doing now is I drafted, I created a survey that we're sending out to um, sustainability-related organizations. So a lot of the environmental and social nonprofits in our region, um, as well as uh, the local government sectors, so counties and cities and town governments. And we're really asking them, are we teaching what we should be teaching within this program? Are we adequately preparing students to leave college and, and uh, even work while they're in college and then, then get these um, jobs 
in the CMC service area. So not just the Rowing Fork Valley, but um, Route County and Summit County and Chafee County um, and um, all Eagle County, all the different areas we serve. And um, basically, we, we need that community feedback at this point as we're redesigning our curriculum. So we're taking the whole, you know, taking the lid off of the curriculum, which is a big thing in higher ed, and just looking at, you know, the name of our degree, the title of our courses, um, the, the general competencies that we teach, the specific skills that we teach, and then um, also asking a question about whether we ought to be offering some um, uh, skilled trades training um, in renewable energy and in the, the new energy economy. So really taking a look at it is if we're offering the right things for our community. Great. You're tuned into My Own Two Hands, a public affairs program all about sustainability solutions at any scale. You're listening to Dr. Kevin Hilmer of Colorado Mountain College talking about the review of our sustainability program that is underway um, and his sabbatical research, which is um, all about matching our program outcomes with successful career outcomes for our students. So could you tell us more about what you're thinking there and what are you up to? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, we have uh, eight general competencies that we're asking employers whether or not these are useful competencies uh, in their place of work, right? And so this is where um, we're really you know the history of a sustain of our sustainability degree um it 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 serves a dual purpose where it does serve a liberal liberal arts purpose where we want to teach people how to think and how to read and how to write and how to be engaged citizens and how to improve themselves but then we also want to teach them how to get jobs and and affect the world uh through those those traditional channels and so these eight competencies are somewhat abstract um but they're also somewhat concrete and uh, they, I, I won't go through all eight, but there's things like a systems thinking competency, so understanding the way that natural and social components affect and are related and are connected to each other. Um, we got futures thinking. We got interpersonal competencies, which is about relating to other people. And then we also have intrapersonal competency, which is about maintaining yourself mm. and taking care of your own mm -hmm. mental well-being mm. as you engage in this challenging sustainability work. So we're asking people about those eight general competencies. And then we have a set of 10 specific skill sets we're asking about. And so these range from um, uh, th there's one that's like it's uh, empathy and mindfulness. So right, this would be the maybe the softest of what people call soft skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But God, in a place of work, if you can um, deal with other people's anger, with their anxiety, mm -hmm, with their you mm -hmm. know their positionality, mm. um, and in a way that actually brings out the best in them mm -hmm. and and creates collaboration and teamwork, mm -hmm. that's really useful and valuable. I think. That is so beautiful. <laughs> well, but, this this is a favorite topic of ours uh, on uh, my own two hands, uh, especially when it comes to. Um, that self-care piece, you know, that allows us to have a full cup to share with others, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what's your, what's your secret um, to that? How do you maintain that? Because you're right, this is heavy-duty work. Um, how do we? How do you carry the onus of changing the world, but without um, giving into despair? Mm. Well, 
I try not to take it too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It's far far too serious to take too seriously. Yeah, there you go. Um, But I, I mean, I, (laughs) I, uh, I try to meditate every day Mm. in the morning. Get up at five a.m. and do a twenty-minute meditation. Mm. Super helpful. Mm. I don't do it every day, but I can, you know, I can feel the difference when I do it and when I don't. Um, and then I try not to get too attached to my desired outcomes. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it would be awesome to be platinum AC stars, but mm-hmm. it's kind of, uh, you know, I, I am not the center of the universe, but I am an important part of it. And so I do my best to, mm. to get where I think we need to mm. be, but there's a lot of other powers at play. So mm. do your best and then relax. So wise. <laughs> I'm really glad to be in this work with you, my brother. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot of it from you. So um, you have a survey that you're trying to uh, get people to participate in if they are either a practicing sustainability professional or um, an alumni of our program. Yes. Right? Um, so how um, do, do you want to tell people about that or should we just tell them how to find it? Well, yeah. I mean, I just I do want to give a shout out to our uh, all our alumni because they have been this been through this with us, you know, as we grow and learn, and uh, they help us grow and learn. And <laughs> it's like you know, it's like the opportunity for a child to reflect on the parenting that they received, you know, <laughs> give their parents feedback. That's a good say, point. <laughs> yeah, this was good, but yeah. that really messed me up. Or you said I was going to need that, but actually, I need this. Yeah. And so we'd love to get our alumni. Um, to, to do this survey and it's all written as like you're going to be a potential employer of our, our graduates, but I'm sure they could put themselves in that mind space. And so, yeah, yeah. You graciously allowed, allowed us to host the, um, the link to the survey on the. Right. Yeah. So we'll, um, if you're a listener out there who's in either one of those two audiences, um, you can find the survey at, um, kdnk.org. With um, my, look for my own two hands podcast, and um, starting tomorrow there'll there'll be um, a recording of this interview and a way to find the survey. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, th- this this show has over the years really been a a, a way for um, for us to tell the stories of people who are connected with sustainability, connected with CMC doing the work either here or elsewhere. Um, but also, you know, we've been challenging ourselves and each other to really like, uh, bring out the best in ourselves. And, um, and you've been a really big part of that. And, um, really thank you for, for that. Well, you're welcome. I mean, <laughs> that's, those are very kind words. So, so thank you. I, it's, I think it's a great opportunity to work at CMC. I mean, people, spend their hard-earned money to support this institution and it's a real responsibility to return something and to be able to do that within that framework of sustainability just uh speaks to the heart of cmc and people like you that were here doing this work before i even got here and we continue to pave the way and open the doors for more and more people and yeah and up our game you know constantly trying to get better so yeah we're, we're we're all standing on the shoulders of giants and um, people, our previous generations, um, both in terms of our ancestors and our cultural ancestors as well, um, including those um, who preceded us in the organization where we work, 
um, and our students as well are, are really helping to stitch together a transgenerational fabric. And we invite people to participate in that. Um, and this is a great, a great time to be doing sustainability um, in general in the world because um, we need you. And especially specifically at CMC, I feel like we're sort of at a tipping point of sustainability here with uh, the college really adopting it in, in a very explicit and, and meaningful way. So here we are, uh, folks. If you haven't renewed your membership yet uh, as a KDNK member or if, if you're not yet a member, uh, now's the perfect time to do so. Let us know how much you appreciate Community Access Radio by going to kdnk.org and click Donate to become a member. And so that, that's a great segue for our last question here, which is, what's the future of democracy, Kevin? Oh, it, it's, it's exciting. It's bright. <laughs> oh, tell, tell us about that. And, you know, uh, within that, like, uh, w- what are the ingredients of democracy? And uh, at some point, please touch on the role of uh, community access uh, radio and, and independent broadcasting. Well, I think we have to admit that in the whole history of uh, human ideas, democracy might be one of the best ones. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, And of course, you need uh, to have a a good democracy. You have to have people that care and that have access to information Mm -hmm. and that um, apply themselves to think through ideas and, and then uh, act on them in certain ways. And then, then you need channels of communication for mm-hmm. society to talk to itself, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not a better channel than community radio for that. I mean, there really isn't because mm-hmm. there's nobody else here really telling us what to do. The The motive of this organization is pure, right? Nobody's getting rich off of this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, um, that's, that's, that's a special thing in, uh, in our capitalistic culture to have something that's operating with a different motivation. Mm -hmm. True that, true that. Um, I also think sometimes about um, how important it is to have uh, public access to the airwaves in times of emergency. You know, our friends in Maui recently ended up um, cut off from their cyber uh, robots. And um, the only way to spread information was coconut radio. So people were tuning in to their uh, local FM station. And, uh, you know, in, in, in a pinch, we would be there for you as well, community, Katie and Kay, as we have um, in all kinds of situations from wildfires to mudslides, public service announcements. But yeah, if there is um, an emergency, we will be bringing you the best information that we can, regardless of whether your computer is working. Yeah, that's great, man. Resiliency. Yeah. Community resiliency right yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kevin, any last words you want to leave our with our audience? We got this. <laughs> yes. Love it. Thanks so much for, for joining us, Kevin. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Comfort you with my own two hands, but you got to use. Use your own two hands, use your own 
Being sent to the hospital with stab wounds was Jordan's idea of a deal breaker. Though there was one other deal to address, Jordan had listed Moore as the writer of Caledonia, enabling him to sidestep publisher agreements. She retained the royalties after the divorce. His thoughts on the arrangement? She didn't know nothing about no music at all. Her name is on this song and that song, and she's still getting money. No, my mama told me to leave Caledonia alone. This episode was co-written by Syracuse University student Alicia Drummond as part of the Soundbeat Class Partnership. For more on the partnership or to hear more episodes, visit soundbeat.org. Soundbeat is produced at the Belfer Audio Archive, Syracuse University Libraries. I'm Brett Barry. <laughs>